It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Cole. How are you today? Great. How are you? Really excited for our guest today. Me too. I'm a big fan, I have to admit. Oh, who isn't? I feel like everyone's going to freak out yeah. and their hearts are going to open and blossom into a garden. Okay. I like that visual. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be alive. True. They're not going to die. Okay, anyway. Great. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome, guys. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, we'll get to our guests in just a moment. Yes. Uh, a couple of things to mention. Uh, our t-shirts are here. Yay, they look great. They're really nice quality. They're lightweight. Um, you can order them on our website. Yep. But uh, everybody that's gotten them so far has been really pleased, and we love to see our faces on your boobies. There you go. That's our new slogan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're on our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. We're also completely listener supported. There's a donate button on that aforementioned website as well. So, uh, every little bit helps. Yep. It really does. Even a dollar or a hundred dollars or a million dollars. That's right. And, uh, we do thank the people that donated and, uh, actually we're doing another podcast very shortly after this one. So we're just going to kind of do them. On that guy. Yep. But uh, we also want to mention uh, a good friend of ours. who uh, Father Wizard, who's yep. gotten many a shout out on this podcast, mm-hmm. is going through a bit of a rough time. And we are thinking about you and sending magic healing thoughts your way in a wizardly motion. A wizard appears and doesn't give you a penalty. <laughs> Great. Usual questions. Gives uh, you a puppy dog. But yeah, Father Wizard, our thoughts are with you. And uh, we uh, hope everything works out A-OK in the U.S. of A. Yay! But now, let's switch directions and swim into the beautiful streams of a woman. Oh, but before we do that, <laughs> that sounded weird. Uh, if you enjoy our show, uh, hopefully you do. Yeah. Um, please leave a review on iTunes. They uh, go a long way to helping us get new listeners and making people trust us, and then we can deceive them later. But only if you like the show. Right. If you don't yeah. like the show. Um, Just don't do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Keep your thoughts to yourself, kids. <laughs> you can't say anything nice. I'm talking about Lawyer Girl 22 or whatever her name yeah, was. I don't know. <laughs> There's going to be people that don't like us. That's okay. Yes, But it is. Uh, we do this because we love it, so hopefully you guys do too. Yes, and thank you for listening, and I know you're going to love this episode. Mm-hmm. And let's get to our guest, shall we? Roll that beautiful podcast footage. Our guest today, you know her from The Journey of Natty Gann, A Night in Life of Jimmy Reardon, Dream a Little Dream, and several other things. Meredith Salander is here. Hi, Hi Meredith. Hi, this is really fun. Oh my gosh, we're so excited to have you Oh here. good, I'm so excited to be here. We yeah, Twitter stalked you, and it worked. You totally Twitter stalked <laughs> me, yep. and it worked. And I was saying that I didn't know you guys, and yeah. I didn't know if I was actually walking into a murder scenario. We don't chop people up until no, you're adorable. 90 minute mark. No, I love it. <laughs> right. Well, thankfully, Chris Hardwick can vouch for us, and I know you know him. I so. saw, he says I saw hello, by the way. His name, oh yeah, Chris, I love him so much. And Jonathan Silverman, you, so I figured, okay, well, you've named some of my friends. Yeah. So they're alive still. So most it's likely okay. I, I was, okay, yeah. Have you checked up on them recently? <laughs> I actually I'll asked Cole. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Thanks for putting your life on the line and yeah. coming down no, here to do totally this. No, it's really fun. It's like, I realized, really I didn't, exciting. I realized as I was driving over, I didn't actually research you guys. And I'm like, oh my God. Because I've been in a situation like this before. Uh-oh. Well, not really. I, uh, when I was in uh, college. At Harvard. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, I didn't graduate Phi Beta Kappa like you, but anyway. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry. When I was in college, I remember being at lunch or dinner one night, and I, there were like 10 girls at the table, and I didn't recognize one of the girls, so I leaned over, and I was like, oh, hi, I'm Meredith. And she's like, Ugh. I'm not playing this game with you, Meredith. We've met 10 times. Whoa. And, and I felt terrible. So then I was like, oh, Jesus, you know, 
I really need to be more careful and, and try to remember people, but I have the worst memory in the world. So then I was at school and it was winter and I needed to get to class and it was snowing people outside. People wearing sweaters. And I didn't want to walk from my dorm to class because it was so far and it was so cold. And some guy was like, and I was waiting for a cab. I actually called a cab to take me to class. And this one guy was like, Meredith, what are you doing? I was like, um, I didn't know who he was. I was like, oh, I'm just waiting for a cab. He's like, I'll take you. And I was thinking, oh, no. and I didn't want to have that same reaction that that right. girl had. Like, oh, Meredith Salinger doesn't remember people. Yeah. So I thought, oh, he must be a friend of mine. And I just don't recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> so I got in the car with oh, him. Oh, no. And then he looks at me and goes, you don't know me, by the way. And I was like, ah! And I was so terrified. So I had that same feeling of terrifiedness as I was driving here. What happened next? He just drove me to class. He was really nice. nice, But he... It didn't turn into a Saw movie. No, he didn't kill me. (laughs) Hello. But anyway, so I had that same like, oh, I should have probably researched those guys. That's so scary. That's a really scary story. I know, but I've learned my lesson, I guess. Kind of not. (laughs) What's crazy, too, is like with the internet, there's like... There's all sorts of fan sites that you know are made for people that they have nothing to do with. I mean, I just when I was doing some research to get ready for this podcast, I remember my own GeoSites site I made for you. <laughs> that's the funny thing too is a bunch of them are like that old. They're like yeah. they're like sites that were up like when the internet was just first beginning. So they're like one page with like one emoticon jumping on it, and then a couple of links that are like all text links or whatever. But they're out there. I mean, people do put together these these you know kind of I guess Intense they call them tribute fan, fan sites. Yeah. yeah. There's one I found for you that I don't remember. I just remember the splash page. It was like, there was Farrah Fawcett. And then there was oh, Meredith Salinger. Really? Yeah. Oh, that makes and me really happy. There's the leotard picture of you. Oh, yeah, girl. Really happy. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, so they didn't yeah. do things in threes. They just said, there's Farrah Fawcett. And, Meredith and then there Salinger. was Meredith Salinger. They didn't get it. They were working on GeoCities. Let's give them a <laughs> break. Right. A comparison is a big step for someone. Did you write them at their Angel Fire account to complain? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Can we talk about Kim Kardashian just for a second? Yes. Sure. It's blowing up the news, folks. And we're in L.A., so we have to cover the <laughs> yeah. top stories. Occupy Wall Street, schmockupy Wall Street. Let's talk Kim about the Kardashians. Kardashians. Well, did you guys read the Rob Delaney article that uh, he wrote? He wants to sue her? Yeah. That, that's what? The, yeah. He wrote why? an article in Vice when she announced that she was... Getting divorced? Yeah. Why, why does he want to sue her? Because... She did it all for money, basically. And not only that, she was shoving it in our faces, and we were, like, enforcing everyone to kind of buy into this whole thing. And then she didn't even try to make her marriage work. And he was like, I've been married for five years, and um, one of the biggest things about marriage is that sometimes it really sucks. And if you're not ready for it to, like, capital letters suck, you shouldn't do it. So I'm going to sue you. (laughs) And then it got crazy press, like... Something Rob Delaney wrote is like on CNN and all this stuff. Very bizarre. Rob Delaney must be stoked. <laughs> Super stoked. Yeah. He's well, like he's, a newsman. He's sort of I a know. king of he's Twitter. He's like the new Tom Brokaw. Yeah. In a sense that like people really pay attention to him. His tweets yeah. especially. Like he, I follow Rob Delaney. Yeah, yeah. he's so funny. Most people do. So, you know, I love him. Yeah, but it was really, it's a great article. You should look it up because it's in his character style. It's smart and funny and mean and sweet at oh. the same Here's time. Here's the thing though, like... Weddings in general, it's like, if it's a friend, cool, I'll go. I'm never wanting to tune into a wedding. Like, I don't find weddings entertaining. Oh, no, I didn't do the royal wedding thing or any of that. I mean, watch it at all. Yeah, I didn't really. I watched a little. I don't really care. A little. I, <laughs> I mean, for the I hats. Well, oh what's going to happen? Hats, it's, right? it's a wedding. They're going to walk down. They're going to yeah, look good. Know. They're going to walk down an aisle. They're going to have a little ceremony. They're going to put on well, rings. They're going to throw rice. Well, when it's that publicized, you don't really get those true emotions. I mean, right. You it's don't like think you're going to get like that. Yeah, so it's a little bit strange. So I don't understand. 
It's not like there's a big M Night but Shyamalan I also twist. Think like, <laughs> like I think we've come to a point in the marriage celebrity thing where, like, okay, just give her the benefit of the doubt. Whatever she loved him, right? I doubt it. But anyway, but but that they they're putting everything of their lives on on camera, on camera. Every and day. so and if. I think Chris Jenner is a brilliant businesswoman. Oh, she's if she crazy knows, good. She has spun that it, family yeah, into gold. If she knows that they can make X amount of dollars with a wedding, then she says, honey, listen, it's 72 days of your life or whatever it was, <laughs> yeah. 70, whatever it was. Just marry him. You guys will make $17 million. It's going to be an easy It'll be, eight and then grand And then you'll get hour. divorced and then we'll say, oh, you didn't really think it through and people will sympathize with you maybe or they'll hate you and yeah. you'll redeem yourself and then they'll watch your show. I mean, it's just... It's just business gold. She's like Rumpelstiltskin. Yes, Wait, she is. Isn't he the yeah, one? He's okay. the one who's yeah, he's yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but Big she's she's a genius, fan. and it and the truth of the matter is, if everybody's tuning into it and and they're gonna buy it, it's working. She's gonna sell it. It why not? Yeah. If, if I were her, you know, then you have to look at the like morality of it and the your inner heart and go. Oh, really don't do that. Don't do but, that. Like, but no, I mean that's not what this is about. No, I, <laughs> if you can justify it and say, I mean, I think a lot of you know, I mean, what do some people say? Oh, I'm 20 years old. I'm going to marry this 90 year old guy right. and he'll be tick, dead tick, in a tick, year. Boom. And so I made $80 million. And you know, there's some people that it do- I, on the other hand, have chosen the opposite path. <laughs> I'm like, I could marry this billionaire, but I don't love him at all. I would be <laughs> single for the rest of my life. Journey. Yeah. So, Hey, kudos to Take her, a man. lesson from Rumpelstiltskin. Integrity, right. living alone in an apartment versus <laughs> being rich and having no integrity. I don't know. And I, having mink it's, it's eyelashes. Tough. Yeah, oh, it's, it's hard. I, you know, maybe Kim and I could sit in a room together and talk about the differences. I don't think Kim could do that. I think she could. I think <laughs> yeah. she's actually really, I think, I don't, I don't dismiss that she's not a good person. I think Chris could talk think, about it. I think Kim would be like, mm-mm. I, feel, I get the same feeling from Kim that I do Beyonce, except for... <gasps> They're I, very similar. Right? Yeah. They're so restrained and, like, have these crazy public images. But then whenever you see them talk, it's like they need their mother to, like, monitor what's going on, you know? Yes, I see. it's like, I don't want to mess this up right now. I don't want to mess this well, up. Well, it's I'm like a lot of celebrities have handlers. It's the yeah. equivalent of that. It's just like their parental units. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know They've I mean? been handling them since day one. Yeah, exactly. Who better? Mm-hmm. Because you see what happens my when... hair and... Nothing else. Well, and then you realize, like, what <laughs> happens when really celebrities... <laughs> My mom bathed me this morning. <laughs> well, then you realize what happens when, like, celebrities break away from their handlers. Like, when Tom Cruise, like, severed his thing with his publicist right, right. and then went nuts in right. the public eye. And, like, wow, that stuff has probably always been there, but been oh, suppressed yeah. by his team yes. for so long. He fires the team and then, oh, good Lord. <laughs> right. That's what Daddy's ends up happening. out of the bag. <laughs> Speaking hey. of stuff being out of oh, the bag, yeah. let's talk a little bit about all this Brett Ratner crap happening right oh, now. Oh, Brett. <sighs> Quite the human You're gonna being, have to lead this an amazing one. filmmaker. <laughs> um, I, I, it's like it's not like he's this great like Martin Scorsese ish filmmaker with this amazing like thing of work. Like he makes kind of popcorn fun movies, right. and he just continues to like stick his foot in his mouth all the time. Wait, but, is like, this a new thing though? The the bad boy. No, he's always been him? like the thing about him is like he's always had this rap of being this kind of like scuzzy, gross dude. Like he always oh. has. Like I've heard stories from everything he's worked on. Like, like oh, he hits on everybody. Like it's just the way he is. He used to be married to Rebecca Gayhart. That ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I mean, I've heard from people who have worked with him like firsthand. Like oh, guys, he's gross. You know, like that kind of thing. And now it's just like he just continued. Like in this past week. Just, you know, did Why it. don't he's offended the gay community? Yeah. He's offended the Lindsay Lohan community. <laughs> Is that a community? It's, a whole it's community. her whole family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think she's 
she probably cares. No, I think <laughs> right. that's the least of her yeah. worries. She's like, oh, Brett Ratner. Oh, cool. I, I mean, it kind of started out with the whole Olivia Munn thing because in her oh, book right. she talked oh, about yeah. um, them hooking up or whatever, and then and then. But she didn't say it was him. She just said some random director, and then right. he called himself out, like, "Okay, right. well, yeah, we hooked up, but I wasn't eating shrimp." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, then how did you know that was you? It was in mustard. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, he should have not said anything. Right. Was mulling wrap prosciutto? (laughs) So gross. So gross. gross. He seems like the kind of guy that like would want to claim it. You know what I mean? Like, like, and then dismiss it. Like he's like, yeah, I banged Olivia Munn. Whatever. I can do that. I'm awesome. Anyone that says banged. And he would. Like, I don't, I can't imagine any other term that he would use. I don't think he's ever said make love. I was making love (laughs) to a beautiful emancipated woman. (laughs) Whilst enjoying shrimp. (laughs) I don't think that will happen. And then, okay, so that's bad enough. And then he goes to that arc light screening of Tower Heist, and somebody asks the question about if, rehearsal. Yeah, how much rehearsal do you do? Rehearsing is for. F- Don't say that word. Say. Way to go. Yeah. Now maybe you've maybe said he it. meant cigarettes no. in England. He probably did. Maybe. Or a bundle of sticks. <laughs> Shakespearean time. Rehearsing is for cigarettes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just for. Ask me that order. Tray. Once the scene is down, we all have a smoke. That's what I was trying to communicate. <laughs> I'm Brett Rathner. Rehearsing Rathner. is such hard work. It's like sex. You want a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We could be his handlers. <laughs> we could. We've got I this think situation we just did a good job. spin cycle. Yeah. The spin cycle. It's That's a English book I read people. in high school. English, get your minds out the gutter. Ooh. That's hey, right. That was fancy. Nicely done. I do do this for a living, ladies and gentlemen. The British voice. I do, yes. Yes. I get paid substantially <laughs> well for it. Just to wake up and ask for a spot of tea. <laughs> a spot of tea. Well, so do I, Jason Statham. Oh, Hello. No, I'm here on the podcast. Here again. Right. <laughs> Let's drive cars. Rob a bank, right? <laughs> Never mind then. Um, so now he's out as now he's out as the Oscar producer. So then Eddie yeah. dropped out. Yeah, yeah, and then Eddie dropped out. So let's hope. That the Muppets <gasps> take over, yay! Muppets take the Oscars. That would Muppets be pretty take cool. the Oscars. Muppets host the Oscars. It, the only other person who would be better than the Muppets, of course, would be Neil Patrick Harris. But he's done it a billion times. Right. And why doesn't he? I do mean, not the Oscars, the Muppets. but well, yes, him <gasps> and Jason Siegel—they oh could do gosh. it together. And oh. the Muppets. I'm all for the Muppets because I love the Muppets. I, I would think a that'd huge be amazing. Muppet fan. I would not be opposed to Billy Crystal coming back because he okay. has voiced. No. He, you know, well, when I went, to, I went to a screening at the Arrow like two months ago of City Slickers, and afterwards somebody asked me about the you Oscars. You went to a screening of City Slickers it two was, months ago. It was like a. I'm sorry. What time war? Time war. It was like a twenty. 20th anniversary thing, and then he oh. talked afterwards, and Daniel okay. Stern was there. Yes, he's and Ron amazing Underwood, and wonderful. But the Muppets. Yeah, the right? Muppets are amazing. I, I would Nobody's love that. I would absolutely love and that. And everybody would watch the Muppets. <gasps> I'm so excited for the movie, oh guys. God. Did you hear about that the movie was uh, the director selection, like the Georgia Film Festival, like last week, but they didn't announce it. It was like one of those things, like it's a secret movie director selection in this like like very art house film festival. People got to see it. People, well, people came, but people got pissed. People were like, oh. Like, upset about it because, like, well, one, like, they were expecting some, like, Lars von Trier. Oh, right. You know, like, I'm a little annoyed only because I love the Muppets. I love them. I've loved them my whole life. I am, like, if people ask about being a fan of things, I am a fan and a major lover of the Muppets and have been since I was a little girl. And... Now that it's it, that was sort of like my thing, right? It was oh. like amongst my friends, I was the dork who liked yeah. the Muppets and and really liked them. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now the Muppets are coming back, and now everyone I hate when everyone I gets on like my it. bandwagon. I know. 
but it's and like then they, they had pretend to fall like out of... they've had it their whole life. That's the word. Yeah, I don't mind people it's... being like, "Oh my gosh, the Muppets!" I'm just going through it. But what I don't like is a friend being like, "Oh my god, I'm like, I've never been into that." And then they see one thing, and all of a sudden their tweets are like, "Me and the well, Muppets." Like, like, oh, it's great. like when you do a movie. Well, well, well. For example, I I do the clone, I do the animated series, The Clone Wars. Yes. Okay, so cool. And I, yes, it's so cool. It's amazing. I love it. I couldn't be more thrilled to be part of it. And a lot of the questions you get about it are, oh, have you been a Star Wars fan forever? And yeah, I love Star Wars. I think right. Star Wars is super cool. But if you were going to ask me like five years ago before Star Wars, this whole thing, who am I a huge fan of? I would say the Muppets first. Oh. Muppets more than anything in the whole world. But once you get a show, right. like let's say you're like Tobey Maguire and you get Spider-Man and then right. someone says, are you a fan of Spider-Man? Suddenly he's the biggest fan of right. Spider-Man in the whole world. Right. And I think it's funny when actors, when you get a part that suddenly like you're Requires you're required to become a fan yeah. of the thing that you are and especially when it's a huge franchise yes right. and trust me i'm a, i'm a fan of star yeah. wars for sure but but that wouldn't maybe necessarily be the number one thing I'm a yeah. fan of in my life. Muppets is. The Muppets. My Who's thing your with the Muppets Muppet? is like, I'm free to that. Yeah. My thing with the Muppets is like, you know, I saw Muppets from Space in the theater. I saw Muppet Treasure Island in the theater. Like, I've always oh. loved the Muppets, even when they had that downswing. Okay, the best show ever on TV was. In a sense, like, the those, Muppet didn't, show those didn't do was very better well the than theater. all the Muppet movies, but the first Muppet movie was the best Muppet movie. Oh. Although the Muppet Take Manhattan Muppets with take Charles Manhattan Grodin. Is so good. Come on. Charles Grodin. He's another one of my all-time faves. Yeah, but. I love all those. I mean, I, I I think every single Muppet thing has some funny things in it. I've always liked it. And it actually, on, on the TV Muppets from Space uh, DVD, oh. there's a commentary track of them in character, like as the Muppets uh, doing commentary for the film. Up. It's great. It's really cute and funny. <laughs> you should check it out. It. It's really I, great. It'd be pretty funny if people actually took when people said "shut up" seriously and like, just stopped like, talking. You're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Okay, shut up. Do you have a favorite Muppet? I like the band. I'm a. Oh. I, I like the Electric Mayhem. Groupie. Um, my Dr. Teeth. He's the piano player. Yeah. he's amazing. Um, and then of course Janice, who is the she's the groupie. But they have pictures of her playing guitar too, like she's in the band. But she's she was never really in the band. But now they're showing her like she was in the. Yeah. Band. I don't know. It's it's kind of. I feel like she was like the Nico, like the Sean Tuse of the band. Like <laughs> she, you know what I mean? Like she was the one who like hung out and inspired them and kind of played tambourine sometimes. Yeah, I, I like Floyd. Floyd, <laughs> Floyd is one of my oh, favorites. Yeah. Zoot scares me a little bit. I like Zoot, but Floyd. And then, of course, Animal. Everybody loves Animal. Animal's wild. My best friend looks like Animal. Really? Yes. I have a few friends that look like Janet's, but you're not allowed to tell them because that's not nice in LA. I've told my friend she looks like Animal. <laughs> you guys want to scoop? How does a girl look like Animal? Well, she happens to be a rock star herself. And, and she, she has crazy. Her? No, no, no. <laughs> she's, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, it's Nika Costa, just <gasps> FYI, Ooh. for oh, all nice. of you who care about oh, good music. Oh, my gosh. But she has crazy red hair, and she can drum. And when she drums, she is... Like a Muppet. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> and she would agree that she looks like. That's a compliment. And when then you describe what's we're such happening. good friends, she would look at me and go, and you look like Miss Piggy. No, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, she I looks. love Miss Piggy. She's guys, a beautiful pig. You guys oh, want Piggy. an actual scoop on that Muppet movie? Yeah. This is some, this didn't actually end up happening, which really bums me out. But somebody. So it's a fake. Somebody scoop who has of... something to do with the Muppet movie, like firsthand. And I don't know if I'm should say. Hand it, up, Jason. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> that's uh, at Sketchfest a couple years ago because he wrote it. Uh, was talking about like what they were going to do for the teaser trailer, and they didn't end up doing this, and it sucks because it would have been so brilliant. They were going to have all the celebrity cameos, and there's a ton because there always is, but they really played it up in this one. Uh, do Menomina. 
So oh. basically, it would have been like, you know, do, 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 and then George Clooney would have been like, manamana. And it would have just done that for the teaser. So the people who are Muppet fans, like Hardcore, would know what that was. And then they would see all the famous faces. And I, was, I heard that. I was like, oh my God, that would be the coolest thing ever. Not, not to fault their advertising campaign because they've done some amazing, like, parody yeah. trailers mm-hmm. and all sorts of like stuff. Like the and girl with the great. dragon tattoo. Did yeah. You see that? Uh-huh. Uh, awesome. They're all, they've all been great. But when I heard that idea, I was like, oh, that would be the coolest thing ever. I'm sort of ever. relieved, though, because remember when the whole Menomina phase came up a year or two ago and everyone yeah. was Menominaing? I can't take much more of that. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. I can't get it out of my head. Oh. I'm relieved. <laughs> Bottom line is I'm relieved. <laughs> well, I can't wait till it comes out. I'm really excited. This movie would have to go out of its way to make me not love it. Yeah. You know, like I'm so on its team. Mm. I think everybody is. Also, November 18th, do you know what's happening? Twilight Breaking Dawn. God. <laughs> Good Lord. We don't have to talk about it. I just wanted to announce that. That's exciting. So, uh, all right. Countdown. So you like Twilight. I hate it, and it's so stupid, but okay. I think it's really funny to like. You know what I mean? Like, if you go in and you're just like, this is so dumb, it feels really good to watch. Yeah. Sure. You're one of those people that are like, I like it ironically, and then you go there with the <laughs> No, hanky. it's not ironic. Right, right, right. I get into it. There's mm-hmm. no irony. It's just, it's like a beach book where you're like, I know this has no substance, but it's so fun, and watching the audience is the most fun. People are very. I'm really excited. So I like to go on the first few days when you get an audience that's committed to the ride. I never got pulled toward the Twilight thing. I, I like Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. Yes, I much prefer that. Yeah. Well, it's the smartest. There's a great quote that I don't remember who said it. Sorry, guys. Ralph uh, Waldo Emerson. Ralph Waldo Emerson <laughs> said um, that Harry Potter is about the struggle for the underdog and like... The survival of mankind and using and your creativity. Twilight is like what it's like to lose your boyfriend. Yeah, Twilight <laughs> is about important. having a boyfriend. Having a boyfriend. Have a cute boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I so like, true. I haven't read the Twilight books at all because oh, I don't, don't ever do plan on do, doing no, it. Do but that. like everybody keeps telling me about the very last book, like how dumb and like the whole like just spoiler, the whole it. like werewolf falling in love with a baby thing that is just imprinting, like, not yeah. falling in love yet. It wasn't love. It was imprinting. Cole. Good Lord. It grows into love as Renezme grows into a beautiful woman. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Forever frozen at age 18. What is that voice? <laughs> what is that? Summoning the twilight. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. I know. I won't do It's that almost anymore. like Kate Blanchett a little bit. Watching Ooh. you do it. You're, you look... You know what? I don't know if any of you have seen this beautiful girl, but, geez, you should be a very famous actress. You're Ooh, so pretty. Thanks. And you kind of remind me of Kate Winslet just oh now. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to take You don't that. look like... I mean, I mean, Kate Blanchett, not Kate Winslet. Sorry. I would take either one. Me too. Oh, Kate Blanchett's my favorite. I though. know. She's the greatest. She can do no wrong. She can do no wrong. Ooh. She's pretty awesome. Do you, did you guys see Hannah? Hannah? Yes. I love She was Hannah. amazing. Fierce woman. Yes, phenomenal. When she's licking that blood off her gums, <laughs> I see that in my head like twice a week. I'm that just, was a good movie. Yeah, I that, yeah that, that scene too, like months later, Janet Varney, you know, yeah. my friend, we were like... Uh, all of a sudden, we're like, what is that movie where somebody brushes their teeth so hard that their gums are bleeding? And we're like, what is it? I mean, for the longest time, then all of a sudden, like, one day, we're like, Hannah, it's Hannah. Yeah. And we're freaking out about it. But that movie's amazing. Even I though even it. though it doesn't make a lot of sense in a lot of ways, it's just such a cool, it's, like, it's visually beautiful. Awesome and the sound yes. at the beginning with the snow oh and the walking gosh. in the snow, it was like... It, the the music the Chemical Brothers did that right yeah I yeah. yeah I awesome love soundtrack. that soundtrack and I'm, you what's can her name Cirrus Rose hmm? Cirrus Rose is that how you say her name yeah I can't pronounce it's her it's a hard name she should change it to Cece she's cute <laughs> take my advice Cece Rona <laughs> she's a great actress yeah. she's so so talented yeah Oof. such a cool movie 
Speaking of movies, I just want to bring this up really quickly. There's a, the new Lars von Trier movie is called Melancholia. It's the one it's that getting great Kirsten Dunst got best oh, actress right. for. And, and then he, he got all that, Nazi for it. Yeah, he yeah. got Nazi for <laughs> And he did the yeah. Nazi thing, and now he's really happy that Brett Ratner's talking, so he's out on the news for a while. Right. Um, Everybody, and then I think Brett Ratner's happy that Ashton Kutcher tweeted accidentally right? the other day. Like, thank you. Except Ashton that apologized no like deal. three seconds later. Yep. And he didn't mean it. I mean, yes, it was a dumb thing to tweet without knowing the whole story, but then he took it back right away. Yeah. People get off his back. I didn't even, I couldn't believe he was so apologetic Oh, for he was it, so sweet. Like, I felt terrible. And and then I thought, oh, Jesus, that kind of something could happen to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. He really apologized so quickly, but people are mean. I know. Yeah, He'll be the back. thing is, if you tweet something like two seconds later, like, it's out there. Yeah. Someone's that's g- it. have seen it and maybe have retweeted it or favorited yeah. it and right. the words are out. I mean, when, when like, very scary <laughs> when, when some comics were joking about the tsunami happening in Japan, like, Great idea, guys. Yeah, yeah. really. Stu- like, first of all, it's just dumb because you're not. There's nothing to gain from this. Right. There's nothing to gain from it. But you know, some somebody did one or two, and then like immediately went like, "Oh, that's tasteless," and then took right. it down. But all it took was one person doing it, and then like right. it spread like wildfire. Yeah. Well, like, like well, you know, screwed. it just takes one sending your underwear picture to somebody for three seconds, and then right. your career is over. I'm, I've been there. Though My, I send so the, many out, wait, they just won't surface. Story about panties. Yeah, Anthony Weiner. He sent oh, his yeah. picture to that girl, and then he said that his ha- he was hacked, but he w- it was only out there for a second. But like, it got retweeted a million times, so his career. Is I love that over. he's like, it was hacked. My big dick pic was hacked. Like, what are you? That doesn't make it better, you psycho. <laughs> I wanted to send that up privately. Gross, bad man. It's a melancholia. Oh yeah. So back to Lars von Trier. It opens in theaters this weekend. However, they put it on demand for a week. <gasps> they did. So I we downloaded it and we watched it. You did. Can we watch it now? I have. Uh, it's going to polarize a lot of people. Why? Because it's, it's art house C to the extreme. We like that. I like the art house. It drove. It drove. This is a nice house. It drove me yeah. nuts. It drove me nuts. I gotta oh, really? be honest. I could not have hated this movie. No, don't tell me that. But no, 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 I could no. see how artistically, like. Well, how does it end? Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, don't tell us anything. I'm going to kill you. I need to see it myself. The, the, the first five minutes are great. It's like it's crazy, like slow motion of like end of the world. No, just, that doesn't that doesn't ruin anything. It's you're ruining everything. But <laughs> I can't. Over. I already. Ah. Ah. All right. What what do you want to say Anyways, about it that doesn't give anything away? I, it's just I think it's gonna be one of those movies that people like are gonna like say it's life. a masterpiece or like it's the biggest piece of shit. Okay. Like it's gonna I've be heard, one of those movies. I like movies. Lars Frontier. I think he's very talented. Yeah, I think he's talented too. I, like, I love Dancer in the Dark. Yeah. Like I, yeah. you know, and there's definitely one, some good performances two, in this movie. Three. And it looks That's nice. That's my New York. I was New York once for Halloween. Swan dress. No, with the two little, with the cover oh, of her Human yep. Behavior album with the sweater so and the short good. hair and the little so thing. Wait, do, do we all do Bjork impressions? This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is like this. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> She's so creepy and she's perfect. so cute. I, I love, love her. her. I want to. I, I her. honestly believe that she's made by the Jim Henson Creature Workshop. She I don't think be. she's a real person. She might not be. I quite like people that are Muppety? Muppet. Like. Yep. She's very Muppety. My, I have very Muppet like friends. You got to surround yourself by Muppet like people. Muppet like people. Yes. Wow. Yes. You yes. Know what I, mean. I know what you mean. Oh, girl. You get girl, it. I, gr- I get it, girl. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Well, let's talk about being Natty Gan. Let's talk about it. That is so cool, first of all. I know, right? Such a great movie. That was the best movie. Um, like the, I'm, Cole and I both have just wonderful memories of watching that movie. It's so good. Your performance is crazy good. Anyone that's seen it is in love with Natty Gann. I know, like the most so endearing, wonderful I love that ever. movie. I love her. What's great about that movie, too, is it's a Disney movie, but it, like, there's nothing like, like sensationally like, like 
false in it. Like, it really feels like she goes through some serious shit on this yeah, journey. Yeah, she goes, like, you know, she some guy tries to, you know, what? Right. Yep. I know, that was, I hated that. Oh, Ooh. God. I was 14 years old. Yeah, oh that was gosh. a very, that was a very upsetting day. And that was, I also so, had my first kiss on that movie. and. <gasps> It was the, that was your first kiss? That was my first... Well, no. I mean, I kissed a boy when I was five years old in the bushes. But right. besides that, um, <laughs> there's a boy named Fletcher who lived up the street from me. Fletcher. Fletcher. Hey, Fletcher. Fletcher, Fletcher. is a long-time listener of the Pop My Culture podcast. Yeah. We love Fletcher. Fletcher. Um, but no, yes. I had to kiss uh, John Cusack in that movie. And I was 14 and he was 18. And we had that relationship where you're like punch each other. Yeah. You're like, you like flirt, but you're mean to each other right. the whole time. And, um, and then we filmed that up in Canada and my dad... My dad came to visit me that weekend, and I was like, "Did he watch the kiss?" My dad is there that morning, and I have to kiss him. And I so I spent all morning throwing up. Oh I was so God. nervous. I just Classic was like, Bleh. "Kissing behavior." And then the ki- the way they filmed the kiss was on the back of my head. We didn't. It could have been to, anyone. It could, we could have been like an inch apart from each other. We didn't really have to kiss. Oh man! And I put myself through hell. I couldn't sleep. It was <gasps> awful. Did you um, have and any feelings about John Cusack before that movie? Like, were you excited to work with him? Or? Um, I think the sure thing had just come out. Yeah, it was very one of my favorite and, movies. And I was, and I was like, oh my god! But then we we are so brother and sister. Yeah. It's like, and we still have the same exact relationship today A lot that of we punching. did when I was four. <laughs> I was fourteen and he was eighteen. It's like flirty, like we'll flirt, but when it comes down to actually like ever doing anything, like I burst into giggles and <laughs> throw up and everywhere. Throw up all over. <laughs> I love John and he's a dear friend. That's awesome. But yeah, I think we go every like every uh, every two years. We'll go on like a dinner date. Right. And like be like, let's try this. Yeah. And then we go and then it's like, oh no, no, no. Oh, no. it's not like it's that. Not <laughs> My dad's not here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could you could always be like, I gotta go find my dad to get out of dinner. <laughs> Um, speaking of, Ray Wise is an amazing, amazing actor. Played your dad in that movie. I and know he's the best. It's weird seeing him like because I just rewatched it, like seeing him so like look so young and trim and like you know because I'm just so used to like the the older right. like slick Ray Wise. I know he's <laughs> such a handsome man, right? Yeah. Oof, yeah, great actor. Everyone mm. loves Ray Wise. And you got to work with the wolf dog. And I got to work with the wolf, who's so cute. Yeah, I am so a much. big wolf fan. animal lover and dog lover, especially. Me and too. Really interested in wolves, wolves. Was that a real wolf? He was half 100%. wolf, half Malamute. Mm-hmm. His dad was a wolf, so his dad, doggy dad, yeah, um, also on set all the also time. Also on set, his so okay. So it was very interesting because Jed was the main actor, dude, and then his little his dad was a wolf, and the, and he did like all the far shots, like running, and he did all the like super athletic. Oh, the dad really was on set the whole time. So the dad was occasionally on set, oh, my but then gosh. he also had a son who was uh, who did some stuff too. Like so, his dad and his son both did stuff, but the main acting was from. <laughs> It was a, it was a very it was a Hollywood family. Oh Ho- my god! A Hollywood gosh. family of wolves. That's so crazy. And they were amazing. How was it to work with? Like I've, you hear all different things from actors. It, when they I'll have tell to work you, with animals. it was the greatest experience in <gasps> the universe. Oh my god! And I'll tell you why. First of all, in the course of my life of having been an actor since I'm 14 years old, I've worked yeah. with many an actor. Right. Not all of them are as professional as a wolf <laughs> who, who is well-trained. It was a pleasure oh. to work with this incredibly well-trained wolf who, I know this sounds so stupid, but he really did have like these emotions pouring no, from I his know. eyes. And I had this intense connection with him. Uh. That might sound weird to some people, but like Mm-mm. for real, it felt 
It was deep, man. That's <laughs> it, awesome. No, it really was, and and that's exactly his, what I wanted to hear. It makes me really trainer, happy. His trainer, his name is Clint Rowe. He was he's like the greatest animal trainer and treated his animals with such love and such respect. And and because the animal was half wolf, yeah, not a full dog, he really was kind of like a wild animal. Right. And so nobody else was allowed near him except me and the trainer. Whoa. Because he's a wild animal. Yeah. And, but we had this like insane bond. We were together for over three and a half months. Oh and my gosh! Yeah, mm. I think yeah, he's amazing. And I mean, it sounds weird to say, but I think you can really tell that when you watch the movie. Like it doesn't yeah. seem Absolutely. like oh, there's a you know a trained animal trying to get a treat no, off no, screen. No. You know, like it. No, he. It's he, not like the monkey in Friends. <laughs> the monkey in Friends. No, 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 no. This this animal was like there. You know, he was yeah. like in it with me. Oh, we I were love that. we were a team traveling cross country. It was real. It was real. That's so amazing. No kidding around. And it's such a, it holds up too. It's great. You yeah. Know, just literally just rewatching it because I had such great Yes, it does. It. Sadly, I've heard that the DVD version of it, that they didn't transfer it as nicely as the, I don't know. Yeah, something. it's, it, well, one, it's only full screen. They don't have like a widescreen yeah. version of it. Um, so and, and the and, cinematographer was so amazing. Yeah. I mean, and you're in majestic, you know, yeah, <laughs> Canada with these Right. Though the one shot that kills me in that movie is when Ray Wise is at the top of the tree because he takes oh, that I kind know. of suicide job. And he sits Whoa. on the very top, and it's that was gnarly. <gasps> that's insane. I know. And if you have any sort of height deal, like I that know. scene will stress you out beyond stress you out. Well, it would have stressed you out if you were actually there and looked up and saw the trees. They were so tall. It was phenomenal. Oh, my god, That was a good movie. I like that So movie. good. I and know. you were your first job was my first dream job. I, I would have died if I had been you. You got to be an orphan in, in Annie. Yeah. Yes. That was so fun. <gasps> it was so fun. There oh were so many cute gosh. little girls in that movie. There were 32 of us. And uh, a lot of us stayed friends. And, uh, yeah, super cute. Super I cute movie. And the biggest. How cute was Aileen Quinn in that movie with her little... Oh, the, her oh little my fist, gosh. little squishy face, and like the cast in that movie. Carol is crazy. Burnett, do you, Bernadette did, Peters, yeah, Tim Curry, Tim Curry, That's Albert amazing. Finney. I yeah. mean, come on, it's just insane. Did you have any time with Miss Burnett? Uh, yes, she was on. I mean, we were there for three right. months. So, <gasps> yeah. all the orphans were there for all three the orphans months? were there for three Shut months. Shut up. We well, really none of you got adopted yeah. the entire time. <laughs> well, the movie took. First of all, that was like the first movie that was the most expensive movie at the movie theater. It was like suddenly. I don't remember what tickets were back then, but I think it was like $2 more than every other movie. Right. It was a huge budget movie. And mm-hmm. John Huston directed it. And and uh, I think that movie took like six months to film or seven months. to I don't know. It took forever. Um, I know that because the orphan scenes took, because there was so much dancing and choreography so that dancing. those scenes took a long time to do. Orphans dancing on stairs I mean, is heaven. And the, yeah, Flipping on beds. Flipping around. It was really Mop fun. buckets. Oh, my gosh. I, I used to watch that movie a ton when I was a kid. And I know that, like, in a sense, they're like, that's the girl musical. Oliver's the boy musical. But yeah, I never cared for Oliver. I always thought Annie was awesome. <laughs> Annie so. was awesome. Annie's so much more fun and sparkly. Yeah. And, again, I mean, two of my favorite female actors and comics and performers of all time are Bernadette Peters and Carol Burnett. And it's like they're both in that and, and they, they were kill amazing. It. They kill it. Their it's performances, nobody could be better. Right? Yeah. Nobody's a better Miss Hannigan. I know they remade it and you know There I, will be no other Miss Hannigan. Yeah, there's no real point in remaking. Yeah. She is so scary and hilarious. And hilar- amazing. Like beyond. Yeah, that was good. Bruce yeah, we used to me and my cousin used to always like quote, she had to go bathroom. Yeah. Like over and over, <laughs> and over <again. laughs> 
Boom. <laughs> so funny. So good. Um, I love that thing. So congratulations on doing that. Oh, yeah. That was I fun. can't believe you were there for three months. Where did they shoot? At Columbia Pictures. Well, Columbia Pictures doesn't exist anymore. It, uh, Columbia Pictures. Lot. Yeah. So it was... On set. On set. All day okay. long. That's always crazy to think about all those movie studios that aren't around anymore because just being a child of HBO and, and video stores stuff like that too like I know every logo when they come up exactly what it's going to be you know what I mean yeah like oh that's Orion mm-hmm. I see the belt and the O is going to pop right. up that's gone like yeah there's know. a lot that are gone yeah and it's just always weird for me if I'm watching like an older DVD or an old yeah. you know, VHS tape and those pop up I always get like a little, little warm feeling I'm like oh, oh I know Hollywood pictures yep. which always meant if you see the Sphinx it stinks that was always kind of the oh <laughs> Because that was like the thing that came up with the Sphinx, and like those right. movies were always like kind of crappy. So like that was always kind of like the line that came along with it. Who says that? A lot you're, of people did. No, it was just like one of like the little things they said at the time. Like, oh, if you see the Sphinx, it stinks because you know it's not going to be very. Good oh movie. my god! It was like taking care of business with Jim Belushi and like things take like it that. back. I don't know. That's just what I remember. See the Sphinx. It's a matter of taste. That's a catchier catchphrase. <laughs> Can we also talk about a movie that I rewatched yesterday and was blown away? It's rare that you remember something as being strange and then you revisit it and you were like, I cannot believe that I understood that on any okay, level. Okay, I think I know what you're going to say. Are you going to ask about Dream Alone Dream? Yes. Okay, I did not understand that. If you're going to say you didn't understand the movie, I didn't understand the movie. Okay, good. At all. And I've rewatched it many, I mean, I've seen it a few yeah. times. And I, I don't get it. I, I watched it younger, and I was like, "Oh, there was like enough people you love in it to keep watching it." And then but I was thinking really about it, and I was like, "What all? was that about?" And yeah. I rewatched yeah, it. Yeah, well, it really like, doesn't. I, remember I was watching, about? and I was like, even just like the opening segment with the Corys in the bedroom, yeah, um, and then the music and stuff. I was like, "This is like a weird scat jazz album." It's like, <laughs> it's like mushrooms. It, it is, really it's is. Like mushrooms. mushrooms, the movie. <laughs> it is. It's, it's like it's a trippy, trippy. I don't get it. It was so eighties and weird. And it's the comedy of like it's an 80s movie but it's an art house 80s right. movie like, like i just don't get it was it. the first i was happy about that movie because i never really knew that was the t- first time i heard a van morrison song into oh, the mystic wow. i was like oh my god song. that's the greatest song ever and then rem it's the end of the world yeah. and there were so many there was a lot of good music well, that, that whole soundtrack is amazing yeah it's a good soundtrack they span tons of different music yeah and it's so fun and it's fun to watch but do not try to figure it out but how cute was Corey Haim in that movie he was my adorable gosh so good. he was really funny and so supposedly he had like just broken his leg he right did. before so shooting they, so they wrote it in they did yeah That's oh crazy. really I didn't know that yeah, yeah he yeah. broke his leg right before we started filming so then they had to write it into the script but it worked really he was well so cute it, it actually so cute. added like a fun character trait yeah. for yeah. him you know what I mean yeah it was cute all those guys were really cute I like the 80s how many accessorized more men <laughs> accessorized more you know well yeah i mean there's that whole sequence where they're getting ready and they put all that moose in their hair yeah so gross and all those things <laughs> on <laughs> and it's just funny seeing william mcnamara in that movie too because i had that haircut forever <laughs> oh no <laughs> like, so, and then people used to always say like oh you kind of look like william mcnamara like the two people who knew who he was and i was like ah, that's weird you okay. hung around with a weird group of people the sphinx stinks and the people See, the that sphinx, are like william mcnamara <laughs> um but yeah like such a crazy kind of eclectic cast too in yeah. a sense because jason robard is one of my favorite actors and i had times. just worked with jason robards in a movie in australia like two years before we did that movie or oh, a year really? before we did that movie yeah so jason and i were old pals i love that um, you've gotten to work with him yeah time. he's amazing i know he's a handsome beautiful was a handsome yeah man. so talented yeah i mean he's just a thousand and harry clowns. dean stanton come right? on yeah Right that there. was the coolest. Giddy up. Nobody was cooler than him. You have Harry Dean Stanton in your movie. It gives you indie film pedic like yeah. Yeah. cred right away. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Hanging out. And the best part was when we'd rap. 
and all the kids would hang out and Harry would hang out with all of us. Oh my nice. gosh. Yeah. To like three in the morning in your room and like talk all night long. It was really fun. Oh, what a life. I know. I want to have these memories. I'm I like, know. They're cool. Me and Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> Back bed, in the day. Chat and eating popcorn. Yep. Did you guys eat popcorn? We um we made <laughs> strawberry daiquiris. No. And put tons of whipped cream in them. We were all underage, all the kids. Yeah. And um there was a bar downstairs and we'd go down there and be like, Can we get strawberry daiquiris? So they made us all these like virgin strawberry daiquiris downstairs, but then we were addicted to them. Oh and so then we started making them in our room, but adding I think we added alcohol probably. I'm uh, it's gotta be fun. Pro- yeah. Did, did you have blenders in your room? We we bought blend- like the best thing to do was we'd go to like the Walmart or Target, whatever the yeah. the only store we it's filmed in store. Wilmington, North Carolina. And so- I went to school there. Did for you a little while? Where yeah. UNC Wilmington? Did you? Yeah. No way. Yeah, just a little while. Um, Wilmington's really pretty. It's a gorgeous town. Yeah. yeah. And I went back there. I did Dawson's Creek back there, so it was sort of like I was happy to go back after. Yeah. I like Wilmington. Me too. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I was seventeen on that movie, and I turned eighteen. But we used to make these strawberry daiquiris, and we were in the bar. And so the next day on set, I didn't even put this together. It was my birthday, and (laughs) we're all on set. And this policeman comes up to me, and he's like, "Is Meredith Salinger here?" And he like walks onto set. Girl, he was a stripper. (laughs) (laughs) I can sniff out a stripper store. So (laughs) the whole cast bought me a stripper. But what? But he. But he scared the. He scared me. Right. Because he came up and he's like, "You were drinking in the hotel bar, and you're 17 years old." And I'm like, "But I. But." And then he. And then someone pressed play, and like the music started, and I was mortified. But it was hilarious. That is So for my 18th birthday, I had a stripper on the set. They did it up right. That's good to come in with an actual cause. Like yeah. like, I heard you were being naughty. Right. No, no, no. He, like, for real. Oh, my god. And gosh. it was in front of everyone, so it didn't get gross. And I was only 17. Like, he right. didn't really do anything. He didn't strip all the way. He kept his little... But still, for me, it was mortifying. Right. And I not imagine. First the first kiss, now this. I know. <laughs> Too much in front of people. I, see, kids grow up fast in Hollywood. That's right, they do. No wonder Daiquiris at age 17? Yeah. Going to Walmart runs? I know. Midnight with Harry Dean Stanton? I don't think Walmart existed back then. It was it was um, whatever it was back then. Some big thing. It was like a pharmacy. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, the movie is like so bizarrely. But yeah, like you can't take your eyes off of it kind of movie. Yeah. It's just like one of those weird like, I don't know what's happening, but I kind of love it. Right. When you're watching it. And then you're like, is Corey Feldman really dancing like that? Like what? Oh, yeah, you? the full on MJ moves. He Whoa. fully did. Whoa. He, oh. he did. It's a long Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's just like that. That's just like a weird scene too. Like in the I gym, know. and you're like doing like the little like wave and like stuff or reaction shots to his yeah. Bleacher MJ dance work, and it was very difficult for me because I'm supposed to be charmed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just do a wave? Is that? I was like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be charmed and thinking it's adorable and cute. And if someone doesn't win an Oscar for that performance, <laughs> That's right. I bought it. Um, we just shot a video at the Viper Room. Yeah. Um, for this thing we do, and uh, that reminded me that that's unfortunately where River Phoenix passed. Yeah. Who you worked with on A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon. Yeah. Um, which is another like kind of cool but weird movie. That was in that movie was a very art house kind of yeah. a movie. Yeah. And I think River had just done. 
I don't know what he had just done, but he was just sort of becoming a little teen heartthrob. And the studio that made our movie, it was an, it was a very indie kind of artsy movie. They were like, Oh, well, River's about to be a huge heartthrob. Let's turn it into a teen movie. So they like redid the soundtrack. They redid all this stuff to make, our movie into sort of like Whoa. a teen movie. And they changed the narration too. Really? They, the the narration. director had done it before. Yeah. So it was a very odd, they were trying to sell it as something that it actually wasn't. It's, oh it's my a very gosh. trippy kind of artsy movie, but, um, but yeah, that was a cool movie. Whose phone is going off? Is that I think it's my online. computer. Oh, is it? <laughs> are people are people texting you right now? They're emailing. Are they? I'm getting all a their lot questions. Of You're really so popular. Email. Is yeah. this live right now, or no. do you no? no. <laughs> but we can pretend it is. Sometimes I like no way. It's minutes. live. Hey guys at home, call in. Call into the show. There's no number. To <laughs> Ask call. me any yeah. question you want. Just type it in. It's like that Just go Mr. Ahead. Show sketch, the, the pre-taped call-in uh, show where he's always like, "Oh yeah, we taped this last week. So if you're going to call in, call in about this subject." And then they're calling about what they're actually watching on TV. And he's like, "No, <laughs> that was last week's show." And it's just like this never-ending loop. So good. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, it's I fun. love Mr. Show. Yeah, I love good everything. times. <laughs> really? Well, most things. Harvard, especially. There you yeah, go. Yeah, Harvard's good. Was that a big choice for you to go? So far away? Um, well, no. I mean, I always knew I was going to go to college. So yeah. it wasn't like some, you know, I hit 18 and it was like, what do I do now? Right. I mean, I knew I was going to college from like, you know, the day I was born probably. Yeah. But um, it was just a matter of where. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, well, I want to stay in California. I'm from California, right. born and raised in Malibu. And, and uh, my dad's from Brooklyn. And so my dad was always saying you should go East Coast because the people on the East Coast are better than the people right <laughs> he was saying you know it takes longer to become friends with someone on the east coast but those friends that you make on the east coast Forever are friends and for ever. life yep and in la you can make friends like in a three second meeting and, and something bad could happen and then, in a month yeah. <laughs> yeah. so and they're your best friend for an hour and yeah. then like you see them three weeks later and so like, how can i use you right. that's kind of the subtext so though. um <laughs> so but i but I'm such a California girl and weather is a big right. thing for me. And But then I went to visit the schools and so the day I went to Harvard, it was like the most gorgeous fall day oh. you've ever seen in your life. And like they were rowing, they were doing crew on the Charles River and it was like a movie. And it was so beautiful and just, it just was like, you know when you watch movies about college, it's like, this is, this the, is, this is the this best, is the experience. this is the experience I want. And every other school I went to visit, I didn't really have that yeah. same feeling for. And so I was sort of wowed and wooed. Mm. It was like when I went to San Francisco State and I saw that first construction crane <laughs> that stayed there the entire time I was there. And it's um, probably still there now. Yeah. No, I really did. I'm really glad that I went there. And I really did make the most amazing friends in the world that yeah. are all geniuses and doing amazing Doing amazing things. things yeah. you know? I love... I didn't go to Harvard, but we have family in Boston. But you graduated Phi Beta Kappa anyway. (laughs) Uh, Just FYI. But I just love walking around that campus. I know. It's so Um, beautiful. It's so gorgeous. It's crazy gorgeous. I've never been there, but I, you know, because I grew up in Michigan, I went to Michigan State a lot, and that's a pretty gorgeous green, lush campus as well. Yeah, I've visited there. And those are campuses, especially where, like, the fall hits and the buildings are so majestic. It just feels like... This is the experience. Right. Like, you and when can you grow up, it. I in, need to wear a scarf. Yeah. And growing up in Malibu, and and we never. I mean, right. W- what's a season? Yeah. I I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, winter and fa- and the leaves turning. I mean, it was it really was like a movie. I'm like, this isn't real. It's like a cartoon. Mm. But the only thing that you don't realize is that on the East Coast, like the first gray day doesn't go away the next day. No. It then stays that's, gray that's for like announcing itself. four months. Yep. Yeah. 
So every morning I'd wake up, I was like, oh, that was fun. Yesterday was snowing and gray. Now it should be sunny now. Right. And it was never. And so then I was like, oh, wait, this is It's really hard bit. to manage moods with yeah. seasons. But it's okay because like then you get to go to a cool frat party where they're playing the cars. Yeah. And you wear a Hawaiian shirt. And one guy's wearing goggles or 3D glasses. And one it's cool great. girl it's dances on the ping pong table. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's always got like a so field big. hockey stick. <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah, what people, I learned from movies. There were girls who played field hockey. Oh, oh, that was yeah. another thing. Like, I never saw a hockey game before. We didn't have ice hockey. Right. So first time I ever saw... Ice. First... Exactly. Uh, saw ice hockey, then lacrosse. Like, what's that? Ooh. These are all, like, super East Coast kind of things. Yeah. But, yeah. That's great. Ooh. It was fun. Well, I'm proud so. of you. Thanks. Well, let's do, let's do first, let's do shall it. we? We do this every podcast. It's a different first question, like the first <clears throat> movie you saw in the theater or something like that. I've done a lot of these, so they're a little less entertainment related. First but- concert I went to, Elton John. <gasps> nice. 1973. No, couldn't have been. I, I First concert t-shirt my dad gave me was Elton John. But I think that was the first concert I went to. I was probably seven years old and like tried to fall asleep in the concert. Oh. Because everyone was smoking Elton. pot around me and I couldn't handle it. Right. Nice. But I can handle it now. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So the first for this ahead. one is, what was the first family vacation that you can remember and what do you remember most about it? My parents fighting. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks a lot. They got divorced. I hate you. Um... First family vacation. I, uh, uh, well, we, we'd go to Hawaii every Christmas, uh, and the snowiest place on earth. It was so cold. (laughs) And I had like a little baby tadpole named Bundles who lived in this like little Japanese village and I'd visit him every year. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Things just got weird. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) If my sister were listening to this, she'd be like, oh, Bundles, I remember Bundles. Like, my whole family knows Bundles. What's the Japanese but, village he lived in? No. <laughs> well, That's the part I'm no, confused about. No, in Hawaii, they have, there's like a big Asian population. Right. There are little, little sections of town that are sort of, the islands that are sort of, that look like kind of old Japanese right. areas. They're like, have little pagodas and they have yeah. little creeks and little streams. And when I was a little girl, we'd go to this one park and it was like a Japanese Aww. park. And there was a little pond full of tadpoles and there was one little tadpole who was like on the verge of becoming a frog and he was so cute and I held him in my hand and I named him Bundles but because I was so young I thought I didn't realize that like he's probably grown into a frog and or died but every year we'd go back and I'm like let's go see Bundles and we'd always find a little frog that was on the verge of a little tadpole frog Waiting so, for nice. you. That was my first family. My first family vacations were always in Hawaii. That's good. And a good specific memory too. How about yeah. you, Vanessa? What's yours? I uh, we used to go to state parks for our glamorous vacations, and I remember going to a state park in Tennessee, and there were uh, bunk beds for me and my sister, and I was really annoying younger sister that never, no one would ever play with me, Aww. so I was resorted to an imagination, but I built a very intense fort in the room and I was reading Raggedy Ann at the time and I got really way too into my imagination in that fort. I, like oh. I didn't want to, my dad kept wanting me to like go fish and go play outside and I was like, there's a little spider in here that's my best friend. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. So they took down the fort walls and I had to enjoy nature instead. Oh my God, you sound just like me. Yeah. Nice. Aww. I think for me, like I know that we took trips to Southern California from Michigan when I was a little kid because there's like video of that but i don't mm-hmm. remember it because right. i was really little the the one i really remember is we when i was like tw- like 12 or 13 it was like the summer between eighth and ninth grade my parents decided it would be fun to take like basically 
almost a month and drive cross country, like Whoa. from Davis, California, where I was living at the time, up, back to Michigan, <laughs> like going up, you know, the, 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 through Montana and all that stuff over to Michigan and then on the way back down, going through like Texas and then Grand Canyon and like all that stuff. So, and a month in the car with your family? Yeah. In and a keep car in mind, or in like a, a in, in like a minivan. Oh. Uh, and this is like, keep in mind, like the summer between like eighth and ninth grade, like I was looking forward You're to playing video games and hanging out with my friends. Yeah. That's boner uh, age for guys. It's boner age. What age? Uh, Getting boners. Like 13, 14. But that's also like that summer is like when my, like my voice changed. I grew like four inches. Like it was like puberty summer too. Um, so Yuck. it was like the weirdest, like. It's so nice that girls don't have to go. Yeah. It's just sudden right? like. We have our own awkward stuff, but it, it's not like that. I never. Thank goodness there was no I voice. Never had an I, I was always pretty much. I was always good. super cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I think the whole like werewolf like legend good, comes out better. of. Yeah, um, never had braces or, braces or like, really neck gear. No. Oh, nice. I know, but it doesn't prepare you well for life. Like when your life is perfect, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's very difficult. That's why I think it's like child actor syndrome. It's yeah. like if you have a really super amazing life, and then you become, then you like get older, and you know, you know, you're regular. Well, it's hard regular. because you don't have coping skills as much in place. Right. Yeah. Because your whole life was so perfect that, like, how do you handle disappointment? Well, Cole has a shitload of coping skills. <laughs> That's right. So the whole month was like, at the time it was God, like. you have great coping skills. <laughs> at the time, of course, I was like, oh, this is the last thing I want to do this summer. But yeah. when you look back, it's like, yeah, you know, I got to see a ton of places that I have not gone to since and probably would not have gotten to. I had a boner the on thing, Mount Rushmore. The thing I remember the most was going through South Dakota, and there's this thing there called Wall Drug. I don't know if you know about this. No. It's basically like just like a drugstore with a Disneyland-sized parking lot. Um, Because every mile, for 300 miles, there's a sign that says, be sure to visit Historic Wall Drug, you know, just... 182 miles ahead, uh, you know, a mile like later. What, only 180 miles till wall drug. Wall, historic wall drug. And what do they sell there? Just drug? Just it's, pharmacy? It's like, it's like, well, it's, it's like, it's like a CVS? It's, sort of. I mean, it's, it's much bigger and like, like Walmart? Uh, yeah, sort of, but like less like corporate. It's more like less it, fancy. It was like it was it's like it, a working man's version of Walmart. It, it had been around since like the twenties or whatever. It originally started as kind of like a mom and pop like thing, and like they put up all these signs. Do to they have a soda fountain? Interest. Yeah. They oh, like that. oh well, so yeah, I they go have there all too. sorts of stuff. So <laughs> if they're gonna have ice cream, and you know, right. I'll go. It can so they build like they have this, you know, this thing, and you can't not stop. You've seen signs for so three hundred miles. Like so the, is the parking lot full? It's yeah, it's huge and full, and you get there, and it's like wow, and the gift shop is. Huge. And there's and no moose outside that goes, sorry, folks, park closed. <laughs> no no Wally World kind There's of no Wally World thing. Um, moose outside. But that's what I remember you. most because it's, it's like the most brilliant advertising thing. It's like you can't not stop. You've seen, you know, I'm sure those signs cost a good amount of money to initially get up, but they're just raking in the dollars. As wow. Wall thing. drug. Wall drug. I want to go. go to Me Wall too. Drug. It's a destination wedding. Chocolate <laughs> phosphate at oh. Wall Drug. Oh, yeah. I hope they have a boy with a paper hat. <laughs> I'm sure they do. You know? I like it all. <laughs> wow, this should so not just be a, a podcast. This should, this should be like on camera. We are so a flipping cute right, right now. now. <laughs> it's just, you guys are missing all the like animated. action. It's there the most whole... adorable podcast. Have people underwear. seen you on camera? <laughs> we have some videos. We've okay, done, good. Because yeah. people listening, the two hosts of the show are, are quite dapper. Oh, oh, I shucks. think we're going to use that sound bite when people go into our yeah, website. Yeah, right. a good-looking crew, I'd say. Yes. 
good looking group. <laughs> well, we're nothing compared to our guests. Oh, oh. Cool. Very well handled. Oh, thank well you. Nicely yes. done, Cole. Nicely done. Well, let's, uh, let's do my questions, shall okay. we? Yes, next, please. Um, I'll give clues. I'm going to give you five questions that are just kind of goofy trivia about the stuff you've worked on. Okay, go. Um, hopefully, you'll get them. Question one You played the title role in the delightful Disney film, The Journey of Night Again. You sort of reprised the role in what 2009 film? Race to Witch Mountain. Woo! There you go. Ding, 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 as, ding. as Natalie Gann. A more mature report. version. Uh, yes. It was a little nod to Disney. Nice. That's so cute. They did I a few of those in that, that movie, too, because the two they original did. kids from Witch Mountain were yes. in it as well. They did quite a few. Yeah. Andy Fickman, who directed that movie, was the mastermind behind that. I love it. And people love those little Easter eggs. It's so yeah, fun. Yeah, we like them. Yeah, I like it, too. Very good. Number two, you played Deputy Sharon Gare in the silly horror film Lake Placid. The film was written by what prolific TV legend? David E. Kelly. That's Woo! right. Guy behind Ellie McBeal, Boston Legal, Harry's Law, L.A. Law, The Practice, Doogie Howser, and much more. Wrote Lake Placid, which is kind of bizarre, but cool. Yes, yes. Yeah, how did he pick that? Because he's funny and cool and yeah. weird. That's so cool. I love that people are like, you know what? I know what you know me for, but I'm going to do this new thing. Yeah. Go for it. Don't, don't try movie. and put me in a box, man. I'll right? do what I, I want. I right. I'll do what I want. Snakes on a plane. And a great, cool, weird, eclectic cast in that movie, too. Yeah. You have Bill Pullman and Betty White. Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Bridget Fonda. Awesome people. Brendan Gleeson. Oh, he was so amazing. Yeah, great. Great people. Uh, all right, question three. You played Melanie Roberts in John Carpenter's remake of Village of the Damned. The role of man at gas station payphone is credited to an actor named R.I.P. Hate, but is actually whom? Whoa, what? What? Okay, what was Jesus' occupation? Carpenter? Yeah. John Carpenter? Yeah. No way! (laughs) His director cameo. No way, I didn't know that. That's That's so so cool. Wait. Sorry, stop for one second. Go. If you watch that movie, Mm -hmm. at the very opening scene when everybody falls dead, like falls asleep on the floor, Right. I think Seth Meyers was one of the cops. Really? Yes. And I've tweeted to him like, dude, you need to tell me. Was that you? <laughs> but he hasn't tweeted back. Oh, my so gosh. I, we will get to the bottom it, of this. I, I really think that needs to be investigated. Agreed. Because I really think it is Seth Meyers as uh, like an extra. That is so awesome. I, I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. I've where where do they film those? On the East Coast somewhere? We filmed that in Inverness. Uh, it's like above San Francisco or something. Okay, oh, so it's yeah. out here. Mm. Yeah, it was north okay. of California. Okay. I do. I own it, so I'll take a, <gasps> please, take a look. Please, please, The very opening scene, just all those people that fall. Do a screenshot. Yeah. I will. I Let's think see. it's him. I, I really think it's him. Grab. That could be good. Okay. Um, all right, awesome. Uh, question four. You played Lenny Diamond in the 80s classic Dream a Little Dream. It was one of five body-swapping movies released around the same time. How many can you name of the other four? Man, I could have schooled on this one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, well, Freaky Friday was way before that. Way before that. So yes. that's, that's not, not going to count. These are all within a couple of years. Of um, uh, was was big. Big what, is one of yeah. them. Okay. Um, um, like okay. Remember that birthday that you had that the stripper came. What if that happened over and over? Groundhog Day? No, no, no. <laughs> what birthday was it? Eighteen. Eighteen again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Two more. Oh lordy, I don't know. Um, Just hands, please. Judd Nelson? Yeah. I don't know. No, is that the right? No, Judd. that's a different Judd. Judd, the other one. Reinhold. Reinhold. Judge. Judge. Judge Judd. Reinhold. Reinhold. Why would you name your kid Judge? That's a I lot to know. live up to. It is. I know someone who named their kid Doctor. 
<laughs> so you're like Dr. That's so been my plan. Uh, that's actually that's funny you bring uh, that up. I've actually literally like want to do that. <laughs> my friend Phil and I want to have a baby together. He's not my husband, but we want to name it Dr. Aaron. I want to have a clothing line called Vintage. Oh, so like where'd you get that? Oh, it's Vintage. It's Vintage. vintage. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I, like that. I, <laughs> I don't know the other two. What the other two are vice versa. Uh huh. And like father, like son. Great films. Know. Love like the father, like son is, is the Dudley Moore, Kirk Cameron <gasps> oh, movie. Oh lord. And vice versa, like Judge Ryan Holden, Fred Savage. Oh, crazy. Fred Savage is a director now, and he's like a phenomenal he's killing director. It. Yeah. He's killing it. TV, whatever. He makes it funny and great. I, I know. Love we love man. Fred Savage. Mm. Go, Fred. Gotta get him on this thing. Let's right? Twitter stalk him. Okay. Hey, Fred, I love you. Fred, do it. I think we are friends on Twitter. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Sweet. Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's make some magic happen. Okay. We'll and do finally, the Seth Meyers thing. Okay. <laughs> question five. You played Lisa Bentwright in the River Phoenix vehicle, A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon. The film was not only the first big screen appearance of Matthew Perry. But what other sitcom star who plays one of River's siblings? Johnny Galecki. Yeah. There you go. Johnny was a little boy, and now Tiny, he's a yeah. grown-up, and Aww. it's so cute, and I love him. That's amazing. I, I know. I forget that, like, I love to watch these things to that see. you watched before. You, yeah. They became the other people. I and you're know. Like, oh, you? I know. Throw in anything from, like, early 90s, yes. mid 90s, or even 80s, and then just, like, sit back like, oh, my God. They're, even even in uh, Journey of Nettie Gan, one of the guys in the gang is, it, gang is Grant Heslov. Hello, Grant Heslov, uh, George Clooney's producing partner and, yep. the, like, the greatest guy ever. Yep. Crazy. I know. I love it. And one of the other kids is, is was in summer school, the blonde guy in that. Yes, yeah, he was. Oh, Bil- uh, what was his name? I can't remember, but you're right. Yeah. can't remember his name. Now it's time for my questions, which are a little more difficult, ma'am. Let, well, let's hear it. <laughs> Have you ever met an Olsen twin? I have not only met an Olsen twin, but I have a picture with both of them on either side of me, sandwiching me, and they're so flipping cute. No! Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'll, I'll uh, I think I have it somewhere, and I will uh, email it to you later today. Nice. She's, she's obsessed. She asks this question every podcast. I know. Well, how did you meet them? I was at um, an Elizabeth Glazer Pediatric AIDS Foundation charity thing, yeah. and... They were there, and they were so cute. Were this, they so tiny? They were so little. I just wanted With those to, big eyes. You could they're swim like little in. dolls. They're just like little. Oh, they're so cute. Man. So yes, I got my picture taken with them. Oh, just like tucking. And them. it's funny. You're tiny too. How tiny? are Well, they, they were much younger. This okay. was maybe like, I don't know, seven years ago, eight years ago. I don't know when it was. Barely I, legal. I don't know what. It, <laughs> I don't know when it was. But um, they were super tiny. Oh, like they're at my, my shoulder, God. their shoulder height. And I'm oh. very tiny, so yeah. Yeah. Eedy bitty. Oh, yes. that's great. I'm mm-hmm. so glad to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you could recast yourself in a remake of one of Sally Field's projects, <gasps> which one would you choose and who would you cast alongside you? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. So you I get, to, to be... you get to be Sally Field in any movie or a project she did. Oh my God, Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> Are you joking awesome. me? No, I'm not joking. But I wouldn't yet. recast anybody. I would keep... Burt Reynolds, exactly as he was. Bring him back? Uh, yeah. Come I on. I love it. That's the best movie ever made. That was a very quick And response. I'm not even joking, but she is the reason why I became an actress. And that movie is the reason why I became an actress. Really? Yes. And so I can't as believe... a little person? Wait, can we just talk? So far, your questions are amazing. <laughs> well, I can't wait <laughs> I to hear the next three. I think you need to get ready for a But, you know, okay, but that's like a dream come true. That's like if someone said, if you right. could be in any movie, well, I would want to be in a Muppet movie. Yeah. But... Of course, then Norma Ray also, because oh, just like yeah. as an actress, you want to be a great actress, blah, blah, blah. But come on, Smoking the Bandit? She, I love her career. Like, looking through it, I was a huge, well, Flying Nun was really big and for Gidget. me. And Gidget. Well, see, I'm a huge fan of Murphy's Romance, because I love <gasps> James Oh, my God, Murphy's Romance was the best movie. Such a good movie. And Corey Haim Corey, was so yeah. cute well, in that Corey movie. In that. And, yeah. and, um... 
Uh, the man. James Garner. James Garner. Yeah. He like, no one's better yeah. than him. Yeah, he's amazing. Okay. Sorry. But she's just grown up, and every, like, you, I can't imagine looking at Gidget and thinking, well, I think anyone would think she's going to be, that's going to be it for her, because she's so cute, and, well, like, this I mean, is her just thing. look back at Kurt Russell when he was doing Disney movies. Yes. Like, it's just weird to think that these people have, like, two they very different careers. They have crazy longevity. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, it's that, amazing. I think, yeah. I, I sort of want my career to be like hers. I love, I, I And love I think we kind of look like. You do. Yeah. You do. Um, okay, that was great. Next, would you rather hoard over 100 cats in your her- current house or live in a very clean dumpster with a porta potty outside? Oh, that is such a good question. Thank you. I currently have cats. How many? Eleven. Okay. No, I'm kidding. That's my favorite answer in the whole world. Why is it? Why is it when people say, "Do you have pets?" and you go, "Oh yeah, I have cats," that the next question is, "How, how many? many?" Nobody ever says that. Do you, have, do you have any pets? Oh, I have dogs. Oh, what are they? What kind of dogs? Yeah. Is what they say, or right. what are their names? Nobody ever says how many. Like it's how all, many? It's all just about quantity. Yeah, yeah, but if you say you have cats, people say how many. So my yep. because that's they want to judge your level. Of no craziness. matter the question, I always just eleven. <laughs> but no, I don't. I have two. But, I um, also have two. But I would say you know. The hundred cats. Only, Whoa. I know it's disgusting, but I am clean, and <laughs> um, and I if keep... you love the smell of ammonia, no, but no, if you just make sure, <laughs> listen, yeah, I'm not, I'm it. not down with a porta potty. Okay. <laughs> so fair enough. So yeah, I think I, I just saw one particularly disturbing. My home is also a huge, huge mansion. So oh, it's perfect. Sort of so like, like right. why not? The each more cat, the merrier. Each cat could have their own room. There's a cat wing. <laughs> There's uh, a cat wing. I don't and need all to the shit. cats will be toilet trained. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't specify like how big that. You see, yeah. You're, right. Yeah. Uh, you have a beautiful huge. I mansion. have a huge. Mansion. I said your current house. Right. So, you, so that's it. I have a house big enough for eleven cats and. I all mean, their friends and all their hundred ninety. <laughs> right. I have a cat. They're entourages. No. Catation doesn't. They're cat entourages. <laughs> there's really a no win answer to no, that question not. because it's like, oh, you I do a lot of dumpster or yeah. You know, well, I think I'd pick dumpster. Really? Yeah. I can't not. Well, I, I just saw I that love cats. Of I love cats. So we go that Baby, like they tried but to take care of these cats. Why can't your whole cats? house be like perfect, modern, clean, gorgeous, amazing, and you have a separate cat room? Why do you have? Where they kill each other? They fight no, to they the won't. death. Train them so that they love each other. There you, go. <laughs> you will love each other. <laughs> you get them all when they're kittens. They don't know any better, yeah, and they're used to each other. Them. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys so. have a plan for everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather be, you've angered a wizard and you're going to have one of two punishments. You are either sentenced to spend a week with a room full of the most like kind of bougie intellectuals from Harvard in a coffee shop, like Uh listening to politic talk or the same week in a room, a casting room full of neurotic actors. Oh, Definitely the politic people. Yeah, I thought that was kind of easy. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing worse than actors. Oh, and just to imagine the casting room of like, oh, um, yuck, yuck, yuck. No, no, yuck, no. Yuck. Casting rooms make me want to puke. It's the worst feeling. It's the worst feeling in the world. They're like, oh, we're all. It's the, you know what it is? Ugh. It's the most depressing feeling yeah. in the world. You feel like you're in a grocery store where people are shopping for the better one of you. Exactly. And there is one like two seats over, and you hate her, and you don't right. want to hate her. Like right. that's not your purpose on this earth. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this is the last one. And it's like... I'm quite fond of your questions. Good thanks. job. I, I really like your too, Thanks. They're different. They're different. So, Okay, this is the last one. <laughs> and you really have to really just go there okay. with your heart and mind. I'm going to go there. I heard you've scored a scene-stealing role in the last season of Breaking Bad. Tell me about your character and her big secret. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, okay. That's exciting. Well, yes, it's true. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, because... It's the greatest show and ever, ever. 
And I'm Ooh. one of the greatest actresses. Ever. So they do a whole... So the show is uh, Jesse Pinkman has, shockingly, mm. a sister. <gasps> you didn't know this. No. And she's incredibly intelligent. But... She went to Harper. She... <laughs> she... Well, Jesse is also intelligent. Yeah. But he just... You know, he's... She, he's sort of the black sheep. She's, the sheep. she was like the, the daughter that everybody was really proud of. Blah, 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 blah. Right. What's, what's her name? What's her character's name? Jane. Jane. There's mm-hmm. Jesse and Yo, Jane. Mr. White, this is Jane. <laughs> yeah, Jane Pinkman. All right, cool. So, um, so anyway, uh, my character is the, the prize of the family, like the intelligent, right. beautiful, amazing. However, she. Character description. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she's dropped and gorgeous. She's stunning and genius. Okay, great. Um, but she's also secretly a drug addict. <gasps> so she find so you want me to tell you the story yeah. of what happens? Yeah, spoiler alert. Oh, well she and her brother have always sort of been at odds with each other because right. he always thinks she's like patronizing yeah. him and but the parents have sort of like put their like diametrically opposed kind of right. thing. But um she ha- she's been asked to give her little brother some advice and they get together and she finds out that he's doing you know dealing these drugs but she still has to sort of maintain this like holier than thou kind of thing but she starts doing the drugs and she gets really into it and she you know they're separated right now walt and jesse so she figure she finds walt and she surreptitiously starts uh having a relationship with walt it's very complex yeah Love it. It's heavy duty. It's intense. It's intense. It has a lot of levels of meaning. There's many levels, and it's there's the duality of, you know, it's the whole show is about duality of characters. Right. Like you think somebody's really good when it actually they they might. And be. what defines what good is exactly? Right. And we uh, since the season four ended, we've not had a guest on who watched the show, so we've been very frustrated. I'm not sorry. To discuss it. You haven't had a guest who watches Breaking Bad? In not the in the last, like, seven so. episodes? Yeah. Maybe less than They're that. all, like, either, like, oh, I plan to watch it or I'm only on season one. We're obsessed people. with it. I know. Let me tell you something about those people. <laughs> those people are dog people. They're not fans. They're, no. not, they're not fans. Right? Don't let them try and say that they're fans. No. I mean, I think I we can pretty much watch oh, it. Oh, I'm going I'm I'm to get there. I'm going <laughs> to watch it. Gonna, gonna. It. There is no do. Should've there is no try. There is only do. Where's Yoda when we need him? I think we can all pretty much agree, though, that Jim. Carlo Esposito will probably get an, a Golden Globe or an Emmy. I mean, genius. I mean, right. such an amazing right? season. Because, like, through that season, especially then, you're like, I don't know who I'm rooting for. Am I rooting for Gus? Am I rooting for right? Walt? Because they they're both like in this weird they've gray done it area perfectly. now. They've not made it. They've kept the stakes high. And I love that there's a week in between episodes because I need to recover from that show. Yes, and I get hungry for it, obviously. But it's so much to think about. Can I tell you both a personal story? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> please. Um. Many years ago, I was at a celebrity event kind of a thing, and someone asked to take a picture of me and my cute little girlfriend. Not, not my girlfriend. Right. She's I my guess. friend. She's yeah. a girl. She's cute. <laughs> right. Whatever. She's another actress. She's adorable. So they're like, oh, let me get a picture. And this guy, this like cool hipster guy like goes, hey, and like pops into the picture with us and takes a picture with us. And so then I look on wire image and I'm like, oh my God, who's yeah. that dude who like hopped in the picture with me? But he's super cute. So I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. He's super cute. Then, like, a year later, I'm at another event, and someone from, you know, Wire Image is like, oh, let me get your picture. And he pops in the picture with me again. And I'm like, who is that dude? He's so... <laughs> is Aaron Paul photobombing you? Dude, right Aaron Paul photobombed me. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's in, like, two pictures with me, oh which, which now that he's, like, been Name on them. Big Love and Breaking right? Bad, I'm like, holy jeez, yeah. he... 
I think he's genius and awesome and amazing. And I'm so happy that I have two pictures right? with him. But, All the anger is melted away. But I had no idea <laughs> who, you, who he was. <laughs> and he was such like a little Hollywood kid. Oh punk. my gosh. And I'm thrilled that we have these pictures together. And now I can just tell people, oh yeah, we're buds. We were we at that event together. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. But, that yeah, is amazing. That's a little story that. for you. Oh, I am such a crazy big fan of his. I know. He's awesome. So talented. I can't. He's so good. Uh, they're like those characters on that show. I mean, every actor that they've and, had is and so Brian Cranston. I mean, shut no, up, Brian phenomenal. Cranston. Win every award you can ever win because you deserve it, right? Yeah. And another person. Hey, I'm going to define my own career. Okay, let's Back talk about one me. more person who deserves it. Yep. Anyone watching Louis? Yeah. Louis C.K. Holy moly! Now I watched the first season of yeah. Lu- Not good. The first season was the weird like set the fake thing, but. This so I was like, oh, do I really want to watch that? I am such a he huge fan. I think he's such a good actor. He's an he, artur. You know what? I don't think it's a. I don't think it should necessarily be called a comedy just because no. he's a comedian. He's an actor. Yeah, and the stuff that's another thing. Bravo! I mean, just so well written, and it's so crazy that he has his hand in okay. every and part. And he has com- he has complete control. Yeah. of it. like he gets Re-edits to shoot it. and edit it. He and does, like, that's it. great. Yeah. It's like wow. You see what can happen if you like let somebody who's talented like that yes. actually Drive control the what they're and doing. And also give them the, time to, right. like you're saying, to like to find how it. it's going to work. Exactly. Yeah. Because it doesn't match any format that people are like, that works, right. but it's its own beautiful, You know what else is thing. beautiful? Enlightened. Mike White. I haven't seen <gasps> it. Yeah, it's really it's good. good. Laura Dern is the star Ooh. and Mike White, who's I love a Mike genius. White. He wrote the, the first movie I was in, he wrote. What, what movie? Dead Man on Campus. Oh. That, um, yeah. <laughs> it was that... You're familiar. <laughs> it was like a teen comedy where, like, it's Mark Paul Gossler and Tom Everett Scott, and they're in college, and they try to find a suicidal roommate, because if he commits suicide, they get, they get, get straight A's. Yeah. That's true, you know. Yeah, it's a true thing. That's so crazy. They said that at, a. they said that at school when we first got there, like, if someone commits suicide, I think at the, like, super high-pressure schools, yeah. they have to, like... Warn you that your roommate might kill Mike himself. Kill Just FYI. <laughs> yes, he he wrote that. The commissary's and, uh, over here. It also for chance. It also has like, kills themselves. <laughs> it also has Jason Siegel, Linda Cardellini, and Allison Hannigan. Oh. Like, lots of great people in it. But yeah, he wrote that. And actually, that same what year, about? A, another movie came out with the same plot called The Curve or something. But it was huh. like where horror movies take. Oh, on, like, oh, and horror. Has anyone watched American Horror Story? I got now really scared. I. You watched it? I watched the beginning and I, oh. it's too much. Because I can't watch scary, I don't watch scary movies. I don't, I'm not a scary movie fan at all. But I was like, I just am curious. And it's not, it's not scaring me too badly and I can handle it. And it's actually really good. You know that song that they use that's yeah. from, um, what, Steve Martin? I, oh, from The Jerk. I know, I know that you belong to someone. They did that with a choir of children at a scary I know, it's terrifying. And I was like, over, done, nothing, <laughs> out of my life. There's nothing scarier than kids whispering. Nope. Or singing. singing or like just or standing. walking around with, yeah, kids are fucking freaking. Why are kids so scary? Like, just put a kid and grow just up. make it stand there. Just grow there. up, baby. <laughs> I saw some crazy, um, stupid, like, reality show where... They were trying to scare people, and they just had one girl standing in the middle of a hallway in a hotel, and they would have a, a hidden camera on the people that walked oh through the hallway. Oh, my gosh. That's and the, amazing. the little kid would just stand in the middle of the hallway, and people would walk by and go, <gasps> and, like, turn around and go the other way, and they get really scared. <laughs> it was a hidden camera show, but it was nice. just so... Oh, my gosh. It really was scary. Just a girl that in always a nightgown. Just a, a kid. Gr- just a kid. Just told a kid, just stand in the hallway and don't move no matter what. Just stand there. That is and so creepy, that's though. So creepy. I'm really yeah, glad nobody free. was filming me. I would have. I've been like, I would have. <laughs> the devil, the devil. Well, I, I hate to end the podcast no! on a scary what? note. No, what? Just kidding, there. I 
I told you this was going to be the two-hour podcast. I know. <laughs> Don't you remember? Somebody had their coffee before they came over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I had actually, my coffee I'm before bit, you came over. Did you? Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm. <laughs> um, coffee twins. Because I could do a podcast very quietly and very calmly I'm and very intelligently. Didn't. We could talk about politics. No. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love politics. Are you kidding me? But I'll save that for someone who went to a better school. But I do that with my Harvard friends. I do that with my We get served. Um, this was so fabulous. Thank you Thanks so for much coming for coming. On. You made uh, our dreamies come so You have some really cool stuff coming up, Meredith. Uh, We'd love to hear about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, I just finished doing this season of Damages in New York. We were filming there. And I do, um, I think we talked about it earlier, the animated series, The Clone Wars, That's the so Star awesome. Wars animated series. Whole new series. fan base for you. I'm I know. Sure. It's the coolest. My nephews will die I love when it. I tell them. I yeah. know. I'm a Jedi, man. <laughs> What's up with that? How cool is that? <laughs> and, um, and I've been doing some stuff for the animated show Mad TV. Um, and, you know. Robot Chicken, so and, cool, and um, and I'm and I start filming a movie tonight called The Crush, which is a scary movie. Ooh, yeah. Are you a goodie or a baddie? I can't tell you. Oh man, I know it's very exciting. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on, man. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna check you out on Damages. That's oh. a good show for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. You are on Twitter, as we know, since we stalked you. Yes. Uh, your Twitter hander, hander, <laughs> handle, your Twitter hander, uh, your Twitter handle is at. Meredith Salinger, but there's no there's no I, I. in there. That's how not about me I am. Whoa! I took out there's the no I. I in me. No, there, there's no. <laughs> but there is a me in Meredith. I took out the I because I thought you know this is about us. This is about communicating. That's right. With Such your fans, a good and it's not. It doesn't have to be super. You know, self absorbed. It can just be us. This we. is a woman who went to the East Coast for a while. Yeah, to make real friends. Right. Got ground. <laughs> there you go. Not like this shit. <laughs> so they can follow you there at Meredith No I Salinger. Uh, the podcast is at PMC Podcast. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. Thank you guys for listening and thanks for being here. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.